0: You ever get in a text war with somebody who would never admit that they were wrong? Fam, that is the longest game you will ever play in your life. Yeah, I thought Monopoly was bad. Try this game. A text war with somebody who will never, at no point, say maybe this was on me? Oh my God. That person is hard enough to deal with in life. But through text, it's longer than the song that doesn't end. This
1: is the song that doesn't end. Oh, no. Yes, it goes on and on, my friend. That's enough,
0: guys. Some
1: you know how you send that one text, it, that hammer? Was, I know they
0: can't recover from this one. There's no way. You think that's check. Nah. That's checkmate, fam. Oh, they coming back. You better believe it. I realize that sometimes text is just an easier way for some of y'all to be bullies. I'm not like the aggressive texter. I'm not that guy. You see people spitting on their phones and shit, just aggressively texting.
1: Ooh!
0: (laughs) Just mad as fuck. Texting. You ever see somebody really mad? Texting. (laughs) It's the fastest you ever see You hear them little clicks? Yes, you can't send those texts fast enough. Mad mistakes. (laughs) Mad errors. That's how you know how heated somebody is, how many errors is in the text. I remember back in college, I was having this text argument with this girl. I didn't know what I was doing. She was killing me, letting me have it. Zoom, zoom, zoom. She was hitting me with two, three texts. By the time I got one in, I was getting my ass kicked. I didn't know what to do, so I blocked her to be funny. Like, yeah, beat me now. Thought it was just, you know, it would just back her up off me I was gonna unblock her in like 5 minutes She was knocking on my door in 2 minutes Welcome to In The Moment Uh, There's a moment in everything and everything is a moment I talk about the comedy in it all This is your first time, welcome to the funniest podcast you've never heard I'm your new favorite comedian Mo Mitch or your money back Shout out to all my regular listeners And my new listeners Yeah Episode 64, you can be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. I appreciate you. Round of applause for yourself. Give it up for you. None other than you. I don't know how I'm feeling today, y'all. I went and did it. Went and got my first shot. I'm pardoned. Out the gate. (laughs) Went and got the shot. Vaccined up. I don't know if when you ask people... If they've got the shot or not. I still can't tell if it's intrusive or not. Like, I don't know. Should you ask people that? Should you not? I don't know. First they ask if you vaccinated. You say, nah, they judge you. You say, yeah. They say, well, who you with? So they could judge you. <laughs> Either way, they judging you. It don't matter. I held off for as long as I could. Did as much research as I could. Talked to as many people as I could. And did the math. Came to the conclusion that it was time to get it done. And so I did few people asked me, well, what'd you go with and how'd you choose? And I'm like, "Yo, I'm going to be honest. It was nasty. I called my family. I said, hey, what'd y'all get? (laughs) And they told me. So we got Pfizer. I said, okay. Well, whatever that's going to do, it's going to be all of us. Going with my family. So that's what I did. So I got my first shot. So I guess I'm fine. No cap. Final No Cap Incorporated. Um, <laughs> if you're in that position, I'm with you. But really wasn't nothing. Oh, I'm just a little sore. Waiting on the next one. I'll keep y'all posted. Who's next? All right, let's get into why I'm mad.
1: But you just so damn sexy.
0: Y'all, I'm mad as hell at Instagram, man. And Facebook. I'm pissed. <laughs> it's no other way to put it. If y'all don't know the story... I had a Facebook page, so many followers, so much history, so much work put into it. Somebody hacked my Facebook page. I couldn't get it back. I was in like a three-month war. Facebook decided to shut my page down. By the time I saw it, it was too late to renew it. It's over. Lost it all. Okay, fine. I'll deal with it. Life goes on. I put all of my chips into Instagram. (laughs) Instagram starts to get a little lit. Next thing you know, I click one of those links I shouldn't have. It was an accident. I tried to close out, think it was too late. Forwarded me somewhere. Then I exited out. I got out of it. I didn't think it was anything. Next thing I know, I'm getting texts. Someone's like, yo, send us a G or you're not getting your Instagram back. (laughs) Oh. Oh, it's... Surely this is a joke. What are you talking about? He had to break it down for me. He was like, I stole your account. (laughs) I was like, Oh, did you now? I'm like, yo, I exited out of that text confidently. Wow, this is crazy. Tried to log into my Instagram. It was like, nah, password changed. I said, oh, wait a minute. Did the little forgot password thing. and went to a different email. Next thing I know, it was over. They had me. They really had my account. So I called my homeboy because he's the technology guru. I said, yo. They got me. <laughs> we gotta go on a mission. He's like, what happened, I told him. I said, they stole my Instagram, they holding it hostage. Whatever will we do? He said, don't worry about that. <laughs> I'm familiar with this. He does a little research, he like they from Turkey, right? I said, I don't know. We translate the language from the emails that I was getting, and they were. So I said, oh, he's onto something. He's gonna fix it, everything is gonna be okay. So I said, what do we do? Do we contact Instagram? He said, nah, fam, there's no reason to do that. Instagram is not going to help you. They don't help anyone. So I'm like, you're telling me Facebook and Instagram, these companies that are literally built off of people, make it to where they never have to get in contact with the people? And he's like, yeah, all right. So what do we do? So he's like, listen, I know the game. I'm going to send them some money so we can get your account back. I'm like, nah, I'm not paying these dudes to get my account. He's like, don't worry about that. I got a system, tells me he has some Bitcoin set up, I don't understand what he's telling me, but apparently he has a way where he can pay them, or at least make it appear that he paid them to get the account back, and then he can put a stop on the money, this is his plan, so I'm like, alright, whatever, sounds good to me, cost me nothing, let's take a shot, and so he starts to negotiate with them, and they go back and forth, and I'm just watching. And he's like a lawyer that's promising me the world. He keeps looking at me and giving me, like, the little twinkle eye. You know, that little look they give you? Like, you're going to be fine, kid? That look. Winking at me and shit. I'm believing in him. I'm like, yes, I'm getting my Instagram back right now, the same day they tried to steal it. Because I'm him. And then he's like, yo, I got him down to 500. They wanted 1,000 for it. But I'm going to keep trying to get him down. I'm like, all right. How low can you go? Freeze!
1: Everybody clap your hands. Come on, y'all. Check it out, y'all.
0: How low can you go? He gives me that old twinkle again. He comes back. Low. He's like, yo, I got him down to 250. 250? That fast? Man, we got to go to Vegas. He's really good with numbers. He's like, now nah, we're going to go even lower. I said, well, then Limbo King... Look-a-here. You go. He came back with a final number. 12876. Like, what? <laughs> is that a year? Like, I don't know why that's the number, dude, but that's the number. Take it or leave it. I'm like, yeah, at this point, you're convince me to take it. Negotiate it with a terrorist, man. It's just crazy. So he sends the money, and I'm like, you sure you want to do this? He's like, I promise you. I do this all the time, trust me. Never fails. This is gonna be easy. They're gonna feel stupid. Watch this. Okay, I back up. He sends the money. Next thing I know, I see him slam his phone to the table. Rub all his hair to the back. He did the stress move. I said, What happened? You got it back? He said, Nah, bro, these guys are fucking good, dude. <laughs> hey, what? Hey, <laughs> I know you ain't just let them get you like that, fam. Out the gate, first round. You ain't even fight. You lost everything. He said, they must have seen this move before. (laughs) You think? They ain't mad at me that he lost the money. (laughs) I told you not to spend it in the first place. Next thing I know, they sending me texts. You want to pay now? (laughs) I ain't going to lie, I thought about it. I told him to kiss my ass at first, but once I saw them change my profile picture, my bio, and archive my photos, I said, oh, Oh, how much you want? <laughs> hey, I was broken, man. How much you want? Huh? That's how I'd be in the movies, right? It'll send you a finger or something, something crazy. Oh, man, don't archive my, oh. They took my sister away. They took my picture with DMX away. Come on, man. I'm <laughs> I'm hurting. I am super mad at Instagram and Facebook and my life. What is my luck? Who's next? I'm mad at something I did the other day. I had a moment. And I posted about this on Twitter. I'm about to leave the crib the other day. And I'm talking to somebody on the phone. And I'm also going over the checklist in my head. Trying to make sure I have everything. Phone, wallet, keys, mask. Going down the checklist. And as I'm leaving out the door, I'm kinda rushing, and now I'm realizing, like, yo, where's my phone? I'm frantically looking for my phone. And I'm like, yo, I'm through my pockets, everybody around me, I'm like, yo, anybody seen my phone, Where's my phone. Nobody seen my phone, I'm looking through, I'm looking everywhere, I'm like, yo, where's my phone? And in an instance, it hit me. I was on it. I told you I was talking to somebody, and I was so embarrassed. (laughs) I had everybody in the room trying to help me find my phone. <laughs> They're ripping couch pillows apart. They're climbing the counters, looking on top of the cabinets. My stupid ass is on it. And then I get mad at my guy because I'm talking to him on the phone, and he hears me going, yo, I can't find my phone. Like, fam, you hear me saying this. And he just like, yo, keep looking. Fam, I'm, I'm talking to you. <laughs> you should you have been the one to go, yo, Mo. I think you're on your phone, my guy. <laughs> That's all I needed from you in that moment. He told me, make sure you check on the couch, son. You're not helping. That's not. I ask people if this ever happened to him, and surprisingly, more people says it has than it hasn't. So I feel a little better. But that moment, if it has not happened to you, wait for it. I have never felt dumber in my life than that moment right there. I mean, hopefully if it happens to you, it's just you. It's a better situation when it happens and it's just you. you like, oh, I just did some dumb shit. Anyway, what you say, Berta? You know, but when it's like six people with you and they moving furniture, <laughs> it's, a na- <laughs> it's a nasty situation, man. Who's next? I was mad at my cousin because <laughs> every time we talk, I make fun of her because I always tell her like, yo, you are a rocket launcher. Like you're like the Russell Westbrook of talking. And she was like, what you mean? And I'm like, it's just no one is ever going to out-talk you ever in life. And I can never finish a sentence with her. And I I just know that it's her, so I don't care. I love to just let her talk, because by the time I get off work, I don't want to talk anyway. I just want to listen to somebody, so it's great. But I make fun of her for it. And she did what I thought was the funniest thing ever the other day, because we was talking. And she asked me something, and I was telling her. I'm like, yo, you got to, you know, whatever I'm telling her. And... As I'm going through this, I'm saying to myself, wow, this is flowing. Like, she's listening to me. She's hearing me out. And before I could finish, she says, yo, I just want to take this time out to let you know that I have not interrupted you. Okay, go ahead. And (laughs) I'm like, yo, that was an interruption. (laughs) If you you interrupt somebody to say, I just want to point out the fact that I'm not interrupting you. You, you're you're, indeed interrupting me. <laughs> and I thought it was funny. <laughs> she didn't. Not so much. Who's next? I'm mad at how sensitive the world is today. I am. The world is a little too sensitive. The change is good. Some of it is great. But sometimes I miss the spark. The fire, right? I had a debate with one of my guys the other day. And I asked him, I was like, yo... If somebody, like, goes off on somebody, right, and they tell them about their self, they don't say nice things, but they're accurate, <laughs> is that still an insult? You know, like, if you tell somebody, hey, you're an asshole, but they really are an asshole, is that an insult? Can they go, hey, I'm insulted? And he said, yes, of course. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Technically, insult means to speak or treat with disrespect or like abuse. That's what insult typically means. You tell somebody about themselves because they ask you, like they invite you to, and it's accurate. That is not an insult. That is not disrespectful, and that is not abuse. And he said it was. So I'm just curious. What y'all think? Question of the week. Who's next? Yo, I'm so mad that my sister, who I love more than anything in the world, sent me these invitations to church every Sunday. Listen, this is how amazing my sister is. She put me on the calendar for these weekly invitations to church because she loves me like that. She's thinking of me and she knows I need the word. But you know what it's done? It's put so much pressure on me, man. You know how easy it was to wake up and not have to think about my guilt of not getting the word? Now every Sunday, my phone be like, "Yo, you going to do it again today? You going to miss the word? Too busy, huh? Every Sunday. I can't let my sister down. I can't tell her. Yo, take me off of this. Who's next? All right, let's get in the shout out. I dreamed it all ever since I was young. They said I won't be nothing. Now
1: they always say congratulations.
0: Real quick shout out to both of my baby sisters My baby baby sister Sage has a tennis match coming up And I'm going to go watch her play tennis And I'm excited about it I'm not even sure if she knows I'm coming But I will be there I hope I don't make her nervous but I know she's gonna do a thing. But I never got—I never really got to see my other sister play volleyball in college, and I'm—I'm I'm upset at that. So I can't make that same mistake with her playing tennis. I got to go see her do a thing. So I'm on my way. By the time this is released, it will have happened. So yeah, see you soon, sis. <clears throat> and my other baby sister. I was talking about her the other day because she is by far the most empathetic person. That I've ever met. There's not a lot of people in your life who just have that kind of empathy. I feel like those people are rare. Sympathetic, sure. Understanding, sure. But empathetic, to where they feel it, it just hits a little different. Which reminds me of one of my best friends, Tavius, who passed away years ago when we were younger. And he was just so empathetic, man. I'll never forget it. It was so different. Like, you go to him with one of your problems, he be crying before you cry. He'll feel it before you feel it. There's times I go to him and think I got a problem, and then I'm looking at him, and I'm like, damn, my problem worse than I thought. (laughs) Yo, You know know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got that friend, you call them, and you like, yo, I need somewhere to lean, and they like, ain't going to be here because I'm going to be falling with you, fam. We're going to have to go through this together. What are we going to do? I'm like, all right. But to know a person who will love you so much that they will take on your pain, like they really feel it when you feel it, I done had my man L.B. call me like, yo, if something got to be wrong with you, I can feel it. That kind of thing. If you know a person like that, you better hold on to them. Shout out to y'all. All right, let's get down to business.
1: You give me the business. Give me the business.
0: Yo, real quick, shout out to Will Smith. Yeah. Shout out to Big Willie Style because he posted a picture of himself saying that he was in the worst shape of his life. And you know, he's he's got his body out. He's giving y'all body. <laughs> Legs, chest, knees, all that. And well, he certainly doesn't look like he did when he did Ali or any other bad boys. He'll low out of shape. If they did a new Bad Boys right now, Martin would probably be more fit. But the thing is, this is the level of confidence that I admire to have in life. That's where I wanna be. I don't know if that's wealth, I don't know if that's growth, I don't know if that's being in your 50s, but whatever that is, that level of confidence to say, this is me at my worst, and I'm gonna post it not because I have to, just because I want to. I have never woke up and thought about giving y'all my most unsexy picture, ever let alone millions of people. But I couldn't even clown, cause I'm like, that's confidence, man. Whatever it takes to get to that place in life where you're that happy and that confident in yourself and in your abilities, I want in. Cause I know damn well I ain't gonna be doing these pull-ups my whole life. At some point, y'all gonna get what y'all get, man. And I wanna be able to show it on the beach or wherever I'm at. So shout out to Will Smith. <clears throat> Giving y'all body, bad body. Who's this? All right, let's talk relationships. Just felt like the right thing to do this week. I had a real deep convo with one of my partners the other day, and I realized that the older I get, the more I realize how important it is to have a circle of men, even if it's a small circle. I mean, it could literally be two other people. It could be a circle of three. But just somewhere as a man where you can share and be vulnerable without judgment, it's important. It's necessary and we were sharing some things. And one of the things I realized is I'm not certain that as a grown man, I know what it's truly like to have healthy love. I don't know it. Never experienced it. I've seen it, grew up watching it, never had it. I have personally never had a successful relationship. I realize that. I've had good relationships, but if you don't stay with the person, Is it considered successful? I don't know. So we got to talking about just a lot of the failures, a lot of the things that typically go wrong inside relationships. And I felt like there were a few points that were made that I was like, you know what, I'm gonna share them on the pod because maybe it'll actually help somebody. Now, I could sit here and give you relationship tips, but like I said, (laughs) I I saw how y'all treated Steve Harvey. All he did was fail. All he did was have failed relationships. Why he gonna tell I saw what y'all did. I can't tell you that, but I can tell you some things that don't work. So that's what I'm gonna do. In talking in this group, one of the things I realized that was common. In relationships, just my opinion. If someone does something that hurts you, I get it. That's probably gonna happen. We're all human. You have to get to the point where you realize pretty much any relationship you get in, you're gonna get hurt. Now the level to which you're gonna get hurt that obviously varies. But it comes down to the, the hurt and the worth. Is he or she worth it? But if you get hurt and you decide to stay, well then you have to actually work on forgiving. A lot of times people get hurt, they stay, but they keep harboring on what you did to hurt them. They keep bringing it up. So now for months or for years or for whatever, The person can't do anything or can't have any kind of feelings because if they do, you back to, yeah, but you did this. Remember, you can't do that. How can the relationship ever grow? It's okay to leave if you have to, but if you're going to stay, well, that's never going to help. You know one thing I think really would help relationships? Sometimes I think it's healthy or important for people to realize that if you want to be in a healthy relationship, sincerely, you have to be selfless at least half the time. Like, there are times when you're going to have to look at your partner and realize that you don't feel the same way they feel. You don't see it the way they see it. But fuck it. It's not about me this time. (laughs) I got to let it rock. Sometime, not all the time, sometime I think it's more important to try to understand your partner's feelings than it is to try to push yours upon them. Just me. There's a lot of people in relationships, and it's like it's always competitive. I've been in a competitive relationship before. Like, we're competing. It was weird to me. Why are we competing? Like, in my mind, relationship is a team. You, know, you win, I'm hype. I'm the loudest person in the gym. What do you mean? But it was weird because I felt I didn't, I wasn't reciprocated, I didn't feel it. But I've seen that within my group. We've talked about that. Sometimes it's like it's a competition. That's, well, why would that be? Communication is key in every relationship. Friendship, anything that ends in a ship, the communication has to be there. The respect has to be there. Always. Something else that came up, I feel like sometime in relationships, like you got to pick your side. You got to pick your corner. Relationships kind of become toxic when you discover somebody's flaws, which you always do in a relationship. You can really do one of two things. You can either help the person with their flaws or you can point them out and use them to your advantage. And a lot of us do both. (laughs) This is true. You sometimes go back and forth, but it should never be that. I guess that's why they say love is patient and kind. All those other things. But you're either going to help with a person's flaws or you're going to make them worse. You got to choose. Another big mistake I feel like we make in relationships sometimes, because I remember making this mistake myself back in the day, and it took for somebody to really point this out to me. But sometimes in relationships, it's very easy to constantly focus on the things that someone did to hurt you. I think it's just human nature, right? Like you're hurt and you constantly think about something or the things that your significant other may have done to hurt you. And it's easy to do. And you continue to kind of go through this cycle of getting upset every time you think about it. It makes you even more mad and even more mad. And you don't know how to get past it. You don't know how to get over it. And sometimes you can't. But other times what helps is to realize that you yourself have not been perfect. In said relationship I think it's easy To kind of have that approach Of look at what you've done to me But sometimes you really do have to stop And look at the things that you've done to them Or look at the things you have not done for them And you'd be surprised How much it may help you Deal with the fact that they've hurt you Because most of the time You haven't been perfect In any way There's a lot of people in relationships who have been hurt And they stay there They harp on that, but they don't take the same amount of time or spend the same amount of energy thinking about all of the things that you've done to hurt the person who hurt you. Because we all know hurt people hurt people. It's an unfortunate cycle, but it is a part of human nature. When you're hurt, you may hurt someone else. And I'm not saying that it justifies it. But if you are in a position where you've been hurt and you love the person and you want to try to find a way to make it work, sometimes it's helpful to really sit down and reflect upon all of the things that you've done and how it may have made them feel. Because it's very easy to get caught up in a relationship and spend years not even really thinking about what your actions are doing to someone else and how your actions have really affected them. And then when things come back to you, well, now you want the floor. Now it's, no, you're the worst person ever because you hurt me. Sometime pulling a you on you in the relationship. Give somebody a taste of their own medicine and all of a sudden, oh, can't do that to me. But you ain't really going to sit down and think about all of the things that you've done to that person that might have pushed them to where they did that to you. And again, I'm not saying that this action is deserving all the time. Sometimes you've just been through too much or sometimes you've been through way more than you put somebody through. And in that case, well, stand your ground. But other times, I know I've seen it. I've seen people be so selfish in their approach of evaluating a relationship that they'll constantly remind you of all the things you've done to hurt them, but they never remind themselves of all the things they've done to hurt you. And I promise you, a lot more times than it's not, hurt is a two-way street. So if you're checking somebody else, just make sure you check yourself. I saw this clip from the great Bishop T.D. Jakes the other day, and he was basically talking about how he doesn't really like when people say, hey, I've been happily married for 40 years, 50 years, 30 years. Because he feels like it's not realistic. Nobody has been happily married for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. There were years in there where you weren't the happiest. There were years in there where you wanted to leave. There were years in there when you wasn't exactly sure if you could make it or if you wanted to fight through it. But you did. And you survived. Because you, you realized that the person's love or who the person was was better than all of the negative things. Sometime, I know at least for me, we have false realities of what relationships are and are supposed to be. I did for years because I thought you were supposed to be happy all the time. (laughs) No pain, no hurt, no nothing. You get in a couple relationships and you quickly learn that ain't really the case. That almost doesn't exist. Maybe it does for some, But most of the people who I have spoken to, who have been quote-unquote happily married, have told me straight up, This shit is hard. (laughs) It's hard. Most of the people who have been in relationships for a long time will tell you that. There are times when it is hard. I hated him. I hated her. We stuck it out. That's old school. I don't even think that exists anymore. Uh, People quick to jump on Tinder. New relationship in two months which has kept me out of relationships a lot of my life because I've watched people be in relationships for 10 years, get out and be with somebody new in two months, talking about I'm happier than ever. i like, hold on, man. <laughs> Something ain't right. Uh, were you really there? Do some people just have a switch, you just click it on and off and the love never existed, and all of a sudden you got this space for a brand new one? Maybe but I never really worked like that. If I'm giving you all these years, all this time, all this love, all this energy, well, there's a reason. I ain't just doing this for anybody. But I feel like a lot of people believe that relationships are easy, and they're not, and they leave so fast, give up on each other so fast, just to find out that it ain't gonna be a bed of roses of the next person either. There's gonna be issues, regardless. Who are you willing to fight with? Because I know a lot of people who have made the mistake of leaving a relationship because they thought, I deserve so much more. And again, maybe you weren't evaluating what you have and what you did either. Do you? Maybe. But how quickly people will run away today, I think, is definitely different than it used to be. And sometimes it's a good thing. Other times, not so much. You got to really sit down with yourself and figure out if it is. But I do think some of the youth, especially, just have these unrealistic expectations of what a relationship should be and what it should feel like. I tell you what, you got someone special that loves you genuinely willing to hold you down die for you fight with you get older with you all of those things I would consider that before I left him because I've been out here and I promise y'all ain't shit out here man (laughs) ain't much out there you go ahead thinking it is oh you'll be shocked sometimes it's worth letting go other times it's worth fighting because you're gonna have to fight regardless just make sure the person you are fighting with is worth fighting for it's just something that was on my heart All right, back to the shit. Who's
1: that? Sicko Award. I'm adding
0: the Sicko Award to the podcast because sometimes every once in a while somebody does something nasty that needs to be addressed or at least needs to be acknowledged. And a nasty award just needs to be handed out every once in a while to keep things under the proper perspective. And Tyrese, fam. Tyrese was on Instagram shaving his woman's, you know, downstairs on Instagram. With her feet up, he was shaving her, man, on Instagram. I don't know how old Tyrese is, but too old for this. Why is this on Instagram? If this is what you do, do what you do. But on Instagram? And then he had the nerve to host a party after the award show in the same shirt.
1: The fuck are you?
0: Jody! Oh, change your shirt. That is sick. Tyrese gets the sick old Who's next? Fact of the week. Um, (laughs) random fact that just kind of fell in my lap the other day. I never knew this, but no player in NBA history has ever wore the number 69. That has never happened. They will not allow you to wear the number 69 for obvious reasons. But I never thought about it. And I've read. That there was a player in the NBA, once upon a time, who asked the NBA if he could wear the number 69. And they denied him. But he shot his shot. I'm going to give you three seconds to tell me who you think that player is. Who'd you guess? (laughs) It's Dennis Rodman. Who else? If You got that wrong, and you're an NBA fan, you should be ashamed of yourself. You know good and damn well. That was Dennis Rodman. You know it wasn't A.C. Green. Who's next? Reflective moment of the week. We did a texting tutor last week, and it made me realize something. Because this woman called up, and she had a boyfriend who cheated on her, but then they got back together, and now her best friend hates the guy, and they don't get along, and she's kind of cold to her whenever she brings him up. You know, she don't like him. She got her friend back she ain't here for. it. And I get it. I get it because I was once that friend (laughs) when I was younger. I got it, man. You know, this girl, she broke my guy's heart. She ain't treat him the way I felt like he should have been treated. And I was tight. You know, he was in love with her. He did it right. And I I was so mad that I wouldn't even talk to him. You know, when he would want to talk about her, I was like, yo, I don't even want to hear it, none of that. But I've grown. And I see both sides of it. But at some point, you got to realize, right, like, if you're someone's best friend, yeah, they're going to make mistakes. Yeah, they're not going to do everything that the way you feel they should do them. Yeah, they're going to disappoint you. Yeah, they're going to go different routes. But your job as a best friend is not to judge them or be upset with them because they're not living the way you think they should. Uh, I felt like, yo, if you happy, be happy. Your best friend should be happy to see you happy. I may not agree, and I may tell you, yo, you already know what time it is. You shouldn't do it. But once you go, where are we going? What's up? I'm here. I ain't gonna tell you I told you so in the end. I don't have to, if that comes to that. You're gonna see it in my eyes. <laughs> I won't say it, but it ain't about that. You gotta realize that that's not about you. That moment is not about you. Hey, if she forgave him, well, why can't you? Who are you not to? That's what she wants to do, just support her. Just be there, that's it. That's, to me, that's what a best friend should do, even if I don't agree with you. We in it. To the wheels follow. Who's that? Real quick before I get out of here Shout out to my grandmother Happy birthday It's a very special birthday for a very special woman If you followed my journey I've spoken a lot about my grandmother What she means to me What she means to my life And how much she has helped me in my life So it's a real one's birthday She's not counting last year So she has not gotten a year older She's only counting this year I know you're listening She listens every week Praying for you as always, thinking about you. My grandmother has always supported me, has always loved me, and has always done everything that she can to make sure that I am okay. And I have always appreciated it. I admire her. I thank God that she is in my life. And I pray for nothing but continued blessings in her life. So I'm really happy to see my grandmother out here just living and striving and doing well. And I'm thinking of you, Grandma. Happy birthday. And I love you. Who's next? Quote of the week comes from me, and it's a simple one. The quote is two words. So what? I'm an overthinker. Been an overthinker my whole life. Virgo gang. Shout out to my (laughs) overthinker. Now me, I hate it. I hate how much I overthink. I used to like it. Because I used to always feel like I was the smartest guy in the room. Hey, how you feel? Then I started getting around people who really just be living. They ain't got time. For it. And I was like, yo, wow. Damn, they done jumped already. I'm still up here thinking. You know? <laughs> That's when you realize, like, you know, you got to have a balance. And I had somebody reach out to me who wanted to talk to me about overthinking. And they asked me, have you done anything to help? And I said, you know, I haven't personally done anything to help. But i tell you what did help. I had this conversation with somebody one day. And it was like, what's going on? And I was just telling them, you know, I'm going through this, 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 and this. And in the end, I was like, I don't know what to do. And they was like, so what? I was like, (laughs) I was like, huh? (laughs) What do you mean, so what? Just gave it all to you. And they was like, no, I completely get it. I I feel you. You didn't tell me anything was wrong with your health. You didn't tell me you're homeless. You didn't tell me you're broke. You didn't tell me you're starving. You didn't tell me, I mean, you didn't tell me anything that makes me feel like, I really gotta dig super deep into my sympathy bag. <laughs> it was like, it felt so harsh, but it felt so real. I I appreciated it. I was like, yo, you're right. That's the kind of perspective you gain in certain situations, certainly on the Burt's Big Adventure trips. You gain that level of perspective. Like, what am I even talking about? <laughs> I'm running around pissed off at Instagram. <laughs> With all I've been through. I mean, it's just rock bottom at this point, but at the same time, it's like, we're not about to focus on this, right? You know, we are. I want it back. <laughs> but this person is a professional, motivational speaker. And they told me, listen, I didn't say that to come off harsh, but at the same time, I did. Because they actually did understand what I was going through and felt my pain, but wanted to show me in the moment Sometimes you have to look at your own issues like, so what? you overthinking everything because every time something happens, you're like, oh, my God, what if it's this? Oh, my God, what if it's that? But even if it is, so what? It's the worst that can happen. You're afraid to go over there and do that? Why? If you ain't going to die, it probably ain't that bad. So what? Whatever it is. And I got it. I got the message in that moment. Like, yo, if it's not your health, your loved one's health, so what? Stop overthinking it and just go do it. You got to really look at what's the worst that could happen. And like, it <laughs> probably ain't even that bad. Between that message and losing my grandma, losing our family dog, shout out to King Caesar. I miss you, bro. <laughs> I never realized how much that would hurt. Oh, my God, I never realized it. Growing up, seeing dog owners go through this, I never realized how much this hurts. You don't know until you feel it. When you feel it, oh, you feel it. You lose a family member. It's painful, man. And to see it, all of it, the whole process, I was broken. Oh, man, I ain't even going to front on y'all. Love that dog. And I I was the guy in the family. Told my family in the beginning, I don't want to get a dog because I don't want to go through this moment. I don't want to go through the process of losing the dog. Everybody says I'm crazy when I say that, but I don't. I love hard, and it hurts when I lose someone I love. I don't want to go through it if I don't have to. But anyway, stop worrying about the past. Stop worrying about what went wrong, and stop worrying about what could go wrong, because it hasn't gone wrong yet. And even if it does, if we ain't talking about death, if we ain't talking about health, so uh, what? Y'all know what time it is. Thank y'all for joining me for another week. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure sharing the moment with you. Till next time. Next week, bitches. Somebody who just won't stop texting you. They just got to get the last word. They will never think they wrong. You send them the thumbs up. They send you the peace sign. You send them the bicep. They send you the holy hands. You send them somebody walking away. They send somebody running. You send them a car. They send you a jet. You say bye. They say peace. You say gone. They say later. You just going to say something every time I say something. Every time I send an emoji, you going to find another one to send. You just going to keep finding something. You so good at finding shit. Why'd you find a
1: life? Your coolest sulfur, cool Your heart it glitters, and heart it glitters You make me quiver, make me chefer, got me like woo. Buck roll Your heart it glitters, and heart it glitters, you make me quiver, make me chefer, got me like a Look I can tell you how I felt How I ain't deserted hand I was dealt Nah how I was born a champ, but when I was a kid, that wasn't why you got the belt. See, I'm, I'm from a different place, can't make up shit that you gotta face. Picture being young in a day, you gotta embrace that you losing a race, and it's because of your race, and it's, and it's all them years, the tears it take to learn about tears, rough waters you ain't sure about your past, look inside your circle and you see a lot of squares, and it's, something different inside the lessons. That's going to make you count your blessings. You ever try to make an impression? I'm just a question. The person you was impressing like, whoa, boy, when, when you learn, shortcuts never work when you out of turn, uh, something different you got to bring when you feel being average is not a thing, afraid of what happens inside a ring, because behind every warrior, there's a thing. it's uh, something about a scene. Gotta make it or make one to be a king, and it's I can't real. remember these thoughts. Try to erase all these scars. All my feelings gone numb. Sit this drink till they gone. I remember being lost, had to face all my flaws.